This episode of MB's Five for the Hive was originally recorded on August 10th, 2021. My name is Megan Brett Hamilton, and I'm the host of the podcast Honeybee Connection by MB, where I talk about language, culture, communication, and identity. At the end of my conversation with my guests, I ask them five questions. I ask them the same five questions. Here's what they said. So here's what we do next. Are you ready Uh for this? Uh, Probably not, but here we go. You got it. You got it. So that was the podcast and I edit that and, you know, things are good and that's like the podcast. But now I do MB's Five for the Hive. So this I put out. So what I did last season was I did all the episodes and then I did bonus episodes and the bonus episodes are, is this part right here. Okay. Right. Are you ready? ready. Okay. Hold on. Five questions. You kind of talked about this before, but it doesn't matter because this is separate. Okay. Number one, how do you define race and what race or races do you identify with? Well, let's go with the easy one. I am Caucasian. I'm a white girl. Um, that's it. <laughs> that's all I got. That's all, all I got. That's all I got. Um, okay. How would I define race? So the easy, not easy, the textbook answer would be it's, an invention used to categorize people based on their physical, you know, physical characteristics like skin color, mm-hmm. nose, eyes, whatever. Um, but that, you know, that that's the easy way out. That's the easy way out. Um, <laughs> race within society, especially American society, I think um, is a lot more nuanced. You know, it's about culture and community and identity. Um you know, and it also then has its dark side. I mean, that's a horrible way to put it. Um, you know, I'd be remiss to talk about my definition of race, the textbook definition, without also mentioning that that textbook definition has been used to perpetuate white supremacy, right? So can I stop there? You can. That, work? that was deep. <laughs> that was deep. I was like, okay, that was deep. I like it. I like it. Well, look, I, I will I will also say this. I don't the way I identify with, with my race is, you know, like we talked about the privilege and I check a box and it and it's not something that I I have to think about every day. It's not. Um and I know that's not the case for those who don't identify as Caucasian. So um I'm more interested in what though what their definitions of race would be than mine. Ah, interesting. Okay, well, I, I, I tell, I say, go back and listen to Greg and Seema and Pinky. They had different, everyone has like, oh, it's all like across a spectrum. And I don't look for right or wrong. There is no right or wrong, right? No. I'm just looking like, what do people say? So it is interesting to hear like what my white friends will say, you know, about race. And then what like my black friends or like my East Asian, they're very specific. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, it was interesting. Like I said, I, that to me is much more, um, is probably much more insightful. Yours was very insightful, Katie. I... All right. Here we go. Next one. Oh, God, I'm nervous. What is the right way to speak? Oh, Megan. <clears throat> 
I think the right way to speak is to speak in a way in which you feel that you are communicating your most authentic self. However, that being said, um, I think we all tend to change the way we speak uh, based on our audience, based on who we're speaking to, um, whether it's like a generational or respect thing, um, someone in power or someone you're trying to impress or someone you're 100% comfortable with, um, like you, Megan. Uh, so I think our definition of the right way to speak changes depending on the situation we're in. Okay. So now number three, how would you describe the way you speak? Um, well, I would like to think that I'm a thoughtful communicator, um, that I speak with purpose. And, uh, I know I tend to get very spirited when I'm speaking about something I'm passionate about. Um, and, something I always try to work on doesn't seem to get any better. Um, I'm what you would call a long story longer person. Love a tangent, as you can tell. Love, <laughs> Listen to the podcast. love a tangent. And I, I love lots of context in a story. I feel like you're not going to know what I'm saying unless you know all of the little, you know, gremlins in my head. Um, so I do eventually get to my point, usually with the help of my audience. <laughs> But that is, I, I would be, I, I have to throw that into the way I speak because it's with a lot of tangents. No, context, with a lot of context. I love it. That is such a great <laughs> answer, Katie. That is such a great answer. Okay. All right, you ready for number four? I mean, sure. <laughs> what are you going to throw at me? What does your hair mean to you? Um, okay. A couple of things. This is not going to sound like an empowered answer. Um, I think it always feels like a link to femininity, to my femininity, how I feel about myself and how the world views you. I think, you know, um, I've had short hair before and I do remember every single time before I cut it short, there was a little anxiety of how will this change the way people view me? And, and yes, like how men views you, how you know, even like older women who are into like, you know, longer hair, you're, you're, you're more of a woman or, which by the way, I don't subscribe to, but, um, and then, so, you know, you've known me forever. I have big, long, curly ringlet, Shirley Temple curls. And, um, I hated them in like middle school and high school. Cause it never let itself be the style that was in, right? Whether it was like those weird bangs or like more of the crimpy, not the curl, you know, all of that stuff. And then in college, it was, or towards the end of college, and when I got to New York, it was that stick straight, you know, um, flat irony look. Um, so lots of products, lots of styling tools. And then in my 30s, my curl pattern changed and I lo I don't have those curls anymore. And that's about the time that it became cool again to like embrace your natural texture. And I was like, I was sad. I was really sad. And I think part of it is because hair, especially with women, is such a descriptor, right? Like if you ask someone to describe a woman, nine times out of 10, the top three things, one of them is going to be hair. 
Mm. Yeah. It was always like, oh, Kate or Katie, she has like the long, big, curly blonde hair. And then all of a sudden, that wasn't the case anymore, <laughs> which is probably what I wanted all throughout. Like, Isn't that life. funny? I know. Like by the um, time we're ready to embrace something and then bye-bye. Yeah. And, and I realized that everything I just said is more about like what society deems as cool or pretty or right. But like, I'm, I mean, yeah. That was honest. Though. I, mean, I can recognize it and still feel yeah. the pressure. <laughs> yeah. No, I appreciate that. And I pre- it was just honest, right? I completely appreciate that. I love asking that question because again, I just get such amazingly awesome answers and such insight. And people are like, I don't know if I've ever thought that about myself before, but I think that's, uh, that was an awesome answer. Yeah. And totally remembering you with all your curls. Ooh, girl, you had curls. I but love now, that. now people don't believe me to the point where my friend who's, who is my hairstylist, he, I had to show him an old picture. I was like, cause you didn't believe me. Did you? He's like, not really. I didn't believe. <laughs> I was like, it's real. It's real. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm remembering. Um, wow. Okay. And this is the last question. These are all questions that I just, I am interested in, in life. This is just the things that I care about. Okay. So number five is last one. Why, in your opinion, do you think some people have a hard time learning how to read? I will preface this answer with, I am not a professional educator. You just, (laughs) I I do not have children of my own. However, I've been around children all of my life. That's that's my, and and you know how to read. That's my disclaimer. Um, (laughs) I like it. It's good. I, okay. So the, I think there's obviously many reasons. Um, Something that I think, especially the pandemic has maybe shed light on is learning style. Um, Cause I know people have talked about how their kids have just blossomed with Um, virtual learning and other kids who haven't. And I think um, with reading, or I, I would assume with reading, um, you know, not every kid learns the same or can use the same tools to read. Um, And so this will go lead to my second reason, which I think is um, I'll use the word access, but Mm. you know, you're, economic status, right? So if you're in a school where there's 10 kids in the class and you have a reading specialist come in and, you know, the teacher is able to, and by the way, this is nothing against teachers who have huge classes. Like that's not what I'm saying. Just the idea of like, oh, it might become more apparent that someone is struggling and then you have the tools as in the money to get that kid the help they need to, to read better at the same pace or what have you. Um, so I think that's, that's probably one reason. Um, the other is, you know, not everyone has the privilege. I don't know if even that's the word, like, you know, there are some parents who probably, or, or caregivers, um, or foster parents or whatever, who have the time and the energy to read to their kid for an hour a night, starting when they're little. And there are other households where, you know, that's just not, that's just not doable. And it has nothing to do with the need or the desire to, it's just, that's just not, that's not a thing. So, you know, exposure. And I think too, like, sometimes it's just, and also like the right 
books, I, you know, I know there's always something coming out new. Like even when I buy for like my friends having kids and it's like, what I bought for the person two years ago, isn't what's used anymore. Now it's these books, now it's those books, you know? But again, if you're not able to keep up with the Joneses in that way, like, are you missing out on a new tool to get your child to read? Um, and then I made this a big long question, didn't I? You're like, and this and this and this. I'm like, and these are all great points. But like, you know, and like I said, this is not from personal experience. Um, but I would also say, like, what is uh what's the phrase like first to walk, last to talk, first to talk, last to walk, mm-hmm. like the kids. And it's I think also too, like some kids probably just like you know, have their own, we all have our own, our own timeline. And I think that's another thing I imagine our society, our school system doesn't really allow for, right? Like to take, to take your time to, you know, I mean, I love that sentence. We all have our own timeline. I like Hello, that. A lot. I have to live by that. Yeah. Did you not just remember our conversation? Yes. No, I My husband and I both say, we both tell each other that we were late bloomers. And but just that, a but lot of, but is that, it, but bad you're right. that you have to say late bloomer? Exactly. No, I agree with you because now I want to change it. I want. I want to say, yeah, I was on my own timeline because, to be honest, you're right. It's not. If you say late, then you're making a comparison, and it becomes it's, negative. And yeah. I, and I would yeah. imagine with children, like that, that probably stays in you know all that stuff in your head. Well, you hear my story. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to change my story just from this conversation, right? Like, and I do believe. Yeah, like it is within your own timeline. I don't know how many people, I don't know if we've set up society in a way to make that allowable. We're an end game society. Yeah, yeah. And we don't enjoy the journey. No, it's like, where's the destination? And I think that's something that I've learned, I've really come to terms with in the last couple of years because, I mean, shoot, we were like the same person in high school. It was like, <laughs> you know, you got to, you got to be on council. You got to be a cheerleader. You got to do this. Type A, do, 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 straight A's. And look, we're all still friends. Are you remember um, like AP history? We played like X academic in class and it got like super competitive. And, <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> like it was cool to be right. smart. It was yeah. cool to be smart. Right, right. And Within our circles, within our circles, within our, yes, absolutely. Within our circles, it was cool Mm -hmm. to be smart. And, um, yeah, I think, cause think about it. Like how many of your experiences have informed how you live your life now? If you had skipped over those steps, like even in terms of relationships, how many, you know, we've all played that game of if I married the person, oh, I was gosh, the if game. Time, who would I be now? Or what the would my game. life be like? Yeah. Like, you know, I know you're happily married, but I'm, you know, we've all. No, I, I, I think a lot of people think that I think to be honest for me, I love that you said the timeline thing. Cause I do think, you know, I've asked a question to someone before, not on a podcast related, just, you know, a regular casual conversation as I have with my friends. Do you have any regrets in life? And, um, I mean, yes, a million. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it was interesting because he said, it was funny because at the time, he, you know, I asked him and he asked me and I told him no. And he said, you know, BS, I don't believe you. I said, well, I don't have any regrets. And this is when I was like in my early thirties, probably. I said, because I like where I am right now. And if where I am right now has to do with 
everything that happened before. And I know I could be making it very macro and maybe people are making it very micro regrets, you know, but I think macro. I regret that thing I ate yesterday. Right, exactly. I regret that I ate that, you know, milk that was out for like three days, right? We do that. But I do think it, it was interesting to have this conversation with him. This, like I said, years ago. And I remember I was like, I was kind of like, oh, I don't because my timeline, everything up till now has led me here mm-hmm. and here is happy. So I'm good. That's what I thought, which I thought was interesting. But I think also we're both introspective people. Like we're able most of the time to, you know, to do that, that's that work on that's not that's that personal work right. that, that, that yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. I, mean, I always say like, look, I'm a dreamer. I'm a this, I'm a that. But at the end of the day, I am pragmatic and realistic. I yes. can tell you exactly. Like I know I might not be on the best path in this sense, but I know it doesn't yeah. mean I'm not going to go on it. Well like, I'm, aware. Well I'm very well aware. aware. Well aware. My mom and I talk about, we know when someone's using us, we're like, I'm very well aware you're using me. You know, like, like, is that happened? I want to be used in this right. moment. <laughs> and now who's the master? And now who's the master? <laughs> oh, yes. I think about that all the time. But no, I, I, I appreciate that. And I, I like, you had your disclaimer, but I'm like, you had so much insight into reading. That is, I, I agree with you on all of this. And there's uh, so many reasons. I'm just curious as to what, yeah, what, what do other people think? Because we're not doing a great job with it. No, and and I think like that's just a good question um, as an example to anything where it's like know the history, know the context, know the background. Yeah. Like yep. things are not one dimensional, and there is a reason. If there's an issue in society, know why it's an issue. Yep. You know, we could. That's literally my research. I lied in it. I tell people all the time. My research is the iceberg. The underneath the iceberg. People have already done the tip for me and I appreciate that. And I find, you know, it's like, oh, boop, I hit the iceberg, you know, discipline disparities for black boys. Got it. Thank you. My job. Why? Why? Hey, well, black I'm- kids doing poor in reading. My job. Why? Know your history. Know yeah. your correct history. Yeah. Because, yeah. and that's the other thing, like I always get, and it kind of ties into reading. I'll get frustrated with people like, well, how was I supposed to know that? We didn't learn that or it's not. I'm like, yeah, I didn't learn it either. But you know what? I get a daily email from history.com. And you know what else? If I don't know something, I Google it. And you know what else? If that Google looks a little suspect, I go deeper. Like, it's not, we don't have to remember we all had those red encyclopedia sentences. Yes, yes. Encyclopedia Britannica, World Book. Yeah. We don't need A through C. No. We have it all on our computer. Yep. yep. I mean, you got a very good point. Know the know the sources, or yeah. or also just admit when you don't know. Like I agree with that. I've gotten really good at in like the past two years. It's just saying like, you know what? I don't. Know. I don't know. Or will you help me out with that? Or mm-hmm. teach me? Or you know, like I don't. I know. I don't care. <laughs> like I want to know. I know. So, I agree with you on that one too. I, I got there probably in my thirties where I was just kind of like I realized saying I don't know didn't make me look less smart. Because no, I think that's what the issue was. Yep, it, it gives someone else the opportunity to be empowered. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You have something to teach me that then I will bring into the world. So teach me. You're right. And I think yeah. that also ties back into who you surround yourself with and why, you know, I love my f- fabulous, eclectic group and I wouldn't want it any other way. 
Yeah. Because they, they teach me things every day. Like I want to be challenged. Like I know that cognitive growth, man, that's how, that's just the only way I want to keep living my life. Just growing, growing and growing. Just like, just like, just like this lovely podcast. (laughs) I hope it's helping people. I don't know. I love it. I'm having fun. I keep telling people like, I'm having a good time. Hope everyone else is. And I, I completely appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Like this was, I I haven't seen you in years and it's been amazing and you look so great. And I just want to say thank you. Well, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. You could throw on your cheerleading uniform and still look like you're in high school. Um, And I mean, I'm sure you thought of it. I did think about that. It's, I haven't thought about that. It's funny you say that I thought about that. So I've been signing.